York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. There we go. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. Man, and, and it's time to give you that Nick's talk. Sorry to be a little bit late. Um, we're trying out some new stuff. And sometimes when you're trying out new things, uh, things go wrong. But <laughs> in an effort to grow the channel and to give you guys a better experience and a more worldwide experience, we're trying some new stuff. But we're here right now to talk about some Nick's news and some Nick's opinions, all right? But first and foremost, before we even get into that, let me introduce my guys. First and foremost, we already know what this is. We have the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G is in the building. Damn right he's in this building, all right? And of course, you already know this, man. My, this is the guy from the YouTube channel across the street. I like to call him the raw metaphor. It is the raw Hebrew remnant. What's going on, raw? Let's go, Knicks, baby. Yeah, man. Let's go, Knicks. Let's get back. Let's just get right into it, man. Shout out to everybody who's joining us today on that <laughs> Knicks talk. Um, I was really excited today because um, there's like a lot of players to break down. That's just fun to break down. I thought today would be a, a fun day to kind of just break down the wing players. And we're going to we're going to start to mix in some of these media training interviews with some player breakdowns. But let's 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 get into it, man. One of the biggest additions on this team besides Kemba Walker is Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier was added to this team and he averaged 17 points a game, 42% from three on 6.7 attempts, um, and 45% from the field. Uh, obviously, you know, people wasn't, I was a person last season who I had my eye on him. I had my eye on him last season as a trade asset. Um, I thought he would be somebody who kind of played the Alec Burks role. That's because of his versatility. But um, he's ending up. He's he's gonna be starting. He's gonna be starting. He's gonna be playing the Reggie Bullock role for us, or at least um, two point oh, at least on the offense's end. So guys, um, let me know. You started off, Ryan. How do you see Evan Fournier working out for this team? Well, the one thing about Evan Fournier is that he's a player that can mesh into mesh with an offense. You know, he's not the type of player where. He's going out. The ball has to be in his hands all the time, and he can score in a plethora of ways. He can score off the ball. Um, he can shoot the three, which is something that the Knicks need. He can also slash to the basket when necessary. Like he's one of those like all around players on offense. Like he does like everything well. Like there's not really one thing that he does like spectacularly well, but he does everything well. And I feel like with him. And especially with his, his chemistry with Kemba Walker and with the other pieces the Knicks have, he should be able to like fit in seamlessly and and you know help the Knicks play better on offense. So you know I'm looking forward to Evan Fournier fitting in well with the team. I agree with you. Anything to add to that, Raw? No, I agree with Ryan. Especially um, since Tibbs mentioned that they want to put up more threes. Yeah, I heard yeah. the number forty per game in that vicinity being mentioned. Um, and, and that's going to play, I guess what I'm saying is it's going to play to Evan Fournier's strengths. Mm -hmm. And he, he, as Ryan mentioned also, it's very good, very good that he runs without the ball. That's going to be very good for us this year that he runs and he shoots the three. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you there for sure. Evan Fournier, 
here's the thing about Evan Fournier. Um, there's a stark difference between him and Reggie Bullock. Um, on the offensive end, and to me, like I said, I, I thought I saw him as a Alec Burks guy, uh, mm-hmm. Alec Burks replacement, because they kind of do the same thing, right? In my mind, but I feel like Evan Fournier is a guy who does, who's kind of like a more consistent Alec Burks, like a little bit. You know what I mean? He <laughs> he, he doesn't get injured a lot, and I also feel like he just the the name of the game is all in all versatility, and we can start with the. <laughs> The three-point shooting, first of all, as well as as uh, Reggie Bullock shot from three last season, Evan Fournier shot better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, you know, and that's that's a big deal. It's it's, it's a big deal to to upgrade um, on that three-point shooting, uh, and and I know Reggie Bullock's bread and butter was that catch and shoot three. Um, towards the end of the season, he started getting more into rhythm. He started running off more screens and getting into kind of just shooting more off of dribble handoffs. But the addition of Evan Fournier is going to allow us to expand our game offensively and not just rely on catch and shoot threes, but threes off the dribble, um, mm-hmm. threes on the move, playmaking, um, all around, his game is his game is just a little bit more well rounded than Reggie Bullock, which is why when which is why we say that um, even though Reggie Bullock might be a little bit better defensively, offensively there's going to be such a stark difference that I don't think it's going to even matter. And we like, like I, I got some stats where you can start with the catch and shoot threes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you, Evan Fournier shoots. Catch and shoot threes, forty-one percent to Reggie Bullock's thirty-nine percent, which isn't that big of a difference, but it's still a difference. But the biggest difference for us, where we needed help, where the front office really concentrated on this all season, was the pull-up threes. Uh, Evan Fournier pull-up threes shot shot forty point three percent on pull-up threes last season, compared to Reggie Bullock. Who only shot eighteen point two percent from pull up three? Huge difference. And when you're talking up, when you're talking about, we talked about this last week. You, you're not going to be able to hide. You're not going to be able to hide Trey Young. Uh, you're not going to be able to hide Trey Young and on on some crazy, uh, lazy defensive assignments next year if we happen to match up with the Atlanta Hawks this season. He's going to have to pick his poison. You're not going to hide with him. And and another thing about about the the 2-2 is the finishing. The Knicks were close to last in finishing last season. Reggie Bullock as good as he was from the three-point line, struggled to finish. Shot under like around 51% from 10 feet in, I believe is the number. Evan Fournier shoots more league average. So there'll be a lot more damage to do um, overall. Like it's going to help us team overall. It's going to help RJ. It's going to help Julius Randle to have a, a, a three point shooter who can hit consistently, and also our overall average at the rim is just going to help tremendously. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, the thing is, is that Evan Fournier is an ideal second option. Yeah. He's an ideal second option. So that that's really, I, I, to me, the, the biggest key is that he's a better offensive player than Bullock, and he's not that much worse a defensive player. So 
you're going to you're going to be playing to his strengths in the in the Knicks starting five with the Julius Randle and a Kemba Walker. So Evan may not even be the second option, and he's a really good second option, which makes him even more dangerous third option. So um, yeah, it's it's looking really good for him. I expect him to have a really good year this year. I agree. I, I definitely. Agree. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Ryan G. <laughs> I think Raw pretty much said everything right there. Um, he's definitely a good addition to the team, and like Raw said, good second option. And the fact that the Knicks have so many scores in the starting lineup right now with Kemba, you got Julius Randle, and now you have Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier, don't you know, like? There's not going to be a lot of pressure on him to score. You know, he can basically be that secondary or third option where, you know, he can just get buckets. You know. He fits into the offense, get buckets, and that's an ideal position for him on a team. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm even, even like, even when you're talking about the passing, another thing we, when we're talking about versatility, which is why I kind of called him Alec, like a better Alec Burks, because you know Alec Burks is a guy who can, a more consistent Alec Burks, man. Because Alec Burks, you know, I, I'm love Alec Burks. He he disappeared in the playoffs a little bit, but Alec Burks is a guy who could kind of. He's a, he's not a he's not a great passer, but he's a good passer, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. the same thing you can say about Infonia. He's not a great passer, but he's a good passer. He can he can give you simple reads, and he, on the offensive end, he can give us more than Reggie Bullock on that end as well. He he he's a guy who can um get to the hole and make the simple pass to the left corner, to the right corner, the uh kind of dump off passes, all around just a better passer. Uh, even like looking at more stats, but let's see. Hold on a second. Let me shop and pull it up. Uh, we have the assist percentage. We have assist percentage and assist usage for Evan Fournier. Um, at his position, when he was Orlando, assist usage was at the 70, 73rd percentile. Um, and when Boston, even though, you know, he his usage went down to, to 49th percentile, his assist usage was still around. Uh, the 88th percentile. So what does that tell you? That's, that's kind of telling you, man, even when he didn't touch the ball more, he was able to kind of swing the ball or find the open shooters and take advantage of the other offensive players around him. And comparing that to Reggie Bullock, and I'm and, and this is not to this is not to crap on Reggie Bullock because Reggie, Reggie Bullock did great for us. He absolutely did for great for us. But if you're looking at Reggie Bullock as well, assist usage has never really been his strength throughout his whole career. He's been basically a catch-and-shoot player. Uh, yeah. 38 percentile usage rate over here, if you're looking at the clean the glass right here on screen. Uh, 40, um, and never really – he had a few bright spots in some, in, some, in some places. But overall, just Evan Fournier, whole lot better on the offense end when it comes to any and everything. <laughs> any and everything. Did you guys get to catch his media day? Reggie Bullock? Uh, no, not Reggie. Oh, not Reggie Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> Evan Fournier's man. It was yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. I saw. Well, I saw. Uh, was it yesterday after the fifth practice or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like it's one with the new guys. They don't really tell what they're working on. Right. They usually say like, "This is this is how I'm fitting in with the team." They usually are feeling comfortable. It was more. It was more that that vibe i would love to hear what he's actually working on and he's working on from the year to year uh, right didn't really get that information but for what i got from media day anyway from evan fournier's interview was just that 
he um <clears throat> Tom Thibodeau is a, is a consummate teacher. He came. He said he reminds him of an old school media day, a uh, old school training camp. He went in right. there. <laughs> he said remind him of George Carl's uh, training. Camp. Yeah, <laughs> George Carl, not my favorite person right now. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah, man. Mellow mellow fan forever. Shout out to the trucks outside in Brooklyn making all this noise. Alright. <laughs> but yeah, man, hearing him talking about the coach, I know people some people are kind of um not some people are, not most people. I think most Knicks fans are happy. Some people are kind of like upset with his old school approach already, but I kind of like the old school approach of, you know, drill, 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 uh, detail oriented. Everybody on the team knows exactly what they're supposed to do, what their role is. It's just something that we haven't had all the time, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's a stark difference from, from, from Fisdale. But it yeah. wasn't, wasn't really yeah. much to take away from that media day from from every Fournier. Uh, unless you guys saw something I didn't, did you? Did you guys see anything I didn't? Mm-hmm. No, it was it was pretty bland actually. He he um, it was pretty bland. I mean, he was basically telling us that Tibbs works him hard. I I I got a little concerned when he kept comparing Tibbs to Steve Clifford, but <laughs> wasn't that successful. But but um, yeah. I mean, but it wasn't really much to take away from what he said. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But I I rather I just wanted to I really wanted to start this conversation off with Evan Fournier just so it can set the stage up to talk about RJ Barrett. Really. Okay. <laughs> because I just feel like those two those two like those two guys who are kind of seen as maybe like number two players, both of them here on the same team. What's their role going to be when both of these guys are on the floor together? That's going to be interesting to see. So I think that's that'll be interesting to talk about RJ Barrett in comparison to to Evan Fournier. All right, salute to the chat. All salute. right, yeah, glad to see you guys here. Apple fanboy Sherwin M, Fritz Alessandor, Junior Caroma, uh, Abel's is rocking with the KOT show. Salute to you guys, man. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. All right, all right, cool, cool. Let's talk about it. We talked about X Factors the last the last show. We talked about X Factors. One of the X Factors we talked about was RJ Barrett. He's gotten better in his second year. His three point his three pointer has grown tremendously. He started off horribly last yeah. season. What was what was his numbers last season? From the I remember that. It, 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 it was definitely in the twenties, I believe. Yeah, he missed like 10, 15 in a row from three or yeah. something. Yeah, it was it was something it was something ridiculous. We shot like a 20 percent from three in the first few games, and then all of a sudden he ends the season sh- shooting forty one percent from three. Uh, yeah, and then shooting forty. I mean, yeah, forty one percent from three, and also I think forty four percent from the field. All around, nice step for his second year. What can you say about RJ Barrett this season, and what do you expect to see from him? Uh, go ahead, Roy. RJ is going to take the next step. Um, he's he's you know he's headed toward All Star status. I don't know if it's going to. Ha- it, he has the ability to make it happen this year, but there, if it doesn't, it's because there's going to be so much balance in our offensive game that he may not shine. You know, as the as this All Star shine. Um, but he's definitely taking going to take the next step forward in his in his maturation. He's only in his third year. Um, you know, people. 
keep looking at him like he's been around five or six years, but this is only his third year and he's only 21 years old. So uh, I think he's really going to take that next step, more consistent uh, jump shot, more consistent from three. He already has said he's ready to take on the challenge of the, the other team's best wing, uh, which was Reggie Bullock's job last year. So I expect him to to really take the next step forward. And in him doing that, it's going to up. It's going to take the whole ship higher. Yeah, I agree with you, man. It's, it's going to be imperative that R.J. Barrett takes that next step defensively. Um, we're really going to to. He's, he's shown that he can. We've all seen the the epic battle between R.J. Barrett and the the Clippers, the Claw, and Kawhi Leonard. Um, it was kind of went blow for blow. Played well defensively for him. Uh, he's played well defensively a lot of spots last year and. I saw this crazy stat. Let I me mean, go look for it to make sure it's accurate. I typed, I wrote it down, but now I can't find it. I think he's top ten in the NBA in defensive win shares. When RJ? I, yeah, RJ Barrett. Wow, okay. interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, him, and and I think I believe number six is actually Julius Randle. Okay. Gunshots <laughs> in the NBA behind LeBron. Nice. I'm just, nice. I'm just saying when people talk about ooh, we, they worried about Randle. Randle does, does, does is taking. So many big leaps, but um, well, yeah. I digress. Go on, go ahead, Ryan. What do you have to add on the maturation of RJ Barrett? First and foremost, this season for RJ, I believe, is going to be a big season because, because like what Ross said, he's going to take the responsibility of the best defensive wing. Because if you look at the defenders the Knicks have on the team, like there's nobody who's really a great one-on-one defender. Kemba's not a great one-on-one defender. Fournier is not a great one-on-one defender. Julius Randle is not a great one-on-one defender. Like, these guys, you know, they can play defense, but they're not really great in that aspect. And now it's going to be up to RJ to step up because, you know, because Bullock, Bullock is gone. That was his responsibility. Now he's gone, so somebody got to take that mat, that mantle. Mm-hmm. So RJ is going to have to definitely improve on the def- defensive end. And he's shown glimpses last season that he's capable of locking down the opposing team's best wing. So he's definitely going to improve, have to improve on that. And I feel like I like, though, I like the fact that there's not going to be a lot of pressure on him. You know, he's going to have veteran leaders around him on the court where it's not going to be so much pressure on him to score the ball. You know, he could just get his points, you know, when they come when it comes to him. Like, he doesn't have to force the issue. And I feel like this is a season where RJ can prove that not only is he an efficient player, but he could also, you know, make an impact on the defensive side as well. And I, and I feel like if RJ can give the Knicks, because I'm not expecting his scoring to grow this season because there's so many around, there's so many scores around it. But I feel like if RJ can give a, at least a legit like 15 or 16 efficient points, yeah, I feel I feel like the Knicks is gonna definitely like rise this season because I think RJ is, is like a key factor in the Knicks' success going forward. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm looking at the comment, Sherwin. Sherwin, Sherwin asks a question because Sherwin feels like he's improved his three-point shooting, right? He said he shot 45% from three. But where can RJ grow? He feels like, uh, what, what else can he do? There is plenty RJ can do. And I'm glad you asked that, Sherwin, because you just, you, 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 just, you just set up this whole, I'm a, let's go to the numbers, all right? Let's go to the numbers. And not even the numbers, the eye test. I test plus the numbers. We, we could talk about it all because there's plenty for RJ to, to 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 work on, man. It's not he hasn't all figured he hasn't figured everything out yet, but he's, right. he's going in the right direction. Absolutely. That's right. Um, and 
what's first and foremost let's look at these the, the mid-range game the mid-range game the at the rim game the playmaking uh, pull up threes uh, shooting off the dribble there's a plenty for rj to work on at, at currently where he's at right now he's been a decent 3 and D guy who at times can make moves off the dribble but still not super efficient at that you know so he he can he can work on these things. Did you want to say something? I heard. Yeah. He, well, it, it's like I said, RJ is just pretty simple. He's on the rise. So he's, he was like 14, 15 a game his rookie year. He's like 18 a game last year. And even though, like I said, he's going to have to share the ball more this year because he's got more offensive talent around mm-hmm. him, but he's a scorer. So right. He's, I would not be surprised if he averaged 20 because he's going to figure a way to get his buckets, man. And so uh, just that, him being a bucket getter, him being a better defender, him just continuing that maturation and rise, um, it's not going to be – see, RJ is not spectacular. You know, he's not a spectacular player. He doesn't do anything like that cause you to jump out your seat. But he's steady. He's consistent. And and he gets he's very he, he's going to become more efficient and he's just that's just how he's going to be he's going to be a lot like Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler's like that. he's not spectacular but he will kill you he will beat you and that's RJ exactly exactly I feel like you can start to see what he was working on in the off season if you start to look at like some of his games in the off season with Canada um in, in his off season run tapes like it looks like he's been working on shooting off the dribble, pull up threes, like in transition threes. It looks like that's what he's been working on for sure. That's something you can work on. Um, we know we're trying to get our three point shooting up with, you know, with Kemba Walker, Kemba's averaging what eight, uh, eight shots a game. Mm-hmm. That's going to help us tremendously. I feel like we're going to start to hit that mark that we set for us easily. I think that our, our mark we're setting is what? 37 to 40. 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were at 30. So Kemba alone, I think we should be able to hit it. Uh, for sure, taking out Kemba and, and putting in Kemba and, and taking out over Peyton. But that's for one. Two, I talked about this last season, playmaking. When he was in Duke, I felt like he flashed some playmaking, had some games in Duke when he had 10 assist games. I feel like last season, the Knicks had like a – for a while, they started off the third quarter with a pick and roll with RJ and Mitch. You know, that was like a, a go-to thing for them for a while. Um, with Evan Fournier here, will they stay that course and prioritize slowly building out RJ's passing game? Because I feel like that's going to be a a big a big deal when it comes to maturation of RJ. Like, he, I feel like he he does have some passing chops. Um, he just needs the opportunity to kind of display that. And like we said before, the usage rating, you know, Kemba's usage rate is going to be higher than Alfred Payton's. Um, and just, be, you know, Evan Fournier's usage rating is going to be higher than Reggie Bullock's. With the usage ratings going up with these other two guards, will he get the opportunity? Um, the Knicks are going to have to prioritize that and, and keep the eye on, on the, the prize long term, you know? Uh, okay. So that, that's, uh, that's another thing he can work on. Um, I know he had a nice little post game for a while. They kind of went away from that. Um, Figuring out his angles. This is this is something that I think is good to have Kemba there for because Kemba is really good at pick and roll angles. Um, RJ is a guy who's not super explosive. Maybe he can kind of pick up you know how to read angles from Kemba or whoever he's been working on. Um, and obviously, since he's not super explosive, but you know 
getting finding his angles relying on step backs to get separation to create shots one-on-one that's something else he needs to work on especially considering you know i'm not sure how, if we're gonna rely on that as much knowing that evan fournier um can kind of do that <laughs> right now not at a heavy space but can you want to say something wrong I, i'm gonna say kemba is actually a master <laughs> if you want to give somebody a black belt in angles game that this that's kemba walker <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah he's a master he really is he's a master at that so if RJ can pick up anything from him, you know, doing that, that's going to be a plus, man. Right. No, I agree with you that. And Sherwin mentioned his handle, too. I wouldn't say that's his only weakness, Sherwin, but um, that's definitely, a, I think, having a better handle can open up uh, some some of his off-the-ball off the ball shooting game if there is one to unlock. You know what I mean? Yeah, he definitely has to unlock the right hand. Because he oh. still goes left a bit too often, but if he and once he unlocks that right hand, oh boy, oh oh bo- oh boy is right. Yeah, oh my gosh. You know what, man? I wish I had this queued up. I'm I, I'm I'm not, I'm bugging right now. I am bugging right now because speaking of off the ball, speaking of, the, <laughs> did you guys are you guys on Twitter? Yeah. Are you yeah, guys on sometimes. Twitter? All right. Yeah. There's there's been a document going around on Twitter. I'm praying to God. RJ sees this. I'm praying. What's the document? What is the document? So, Twitter. This morning, I'm waking up and I see somebody posted that uh, the Atlanta Hawks. You know, they have their sheet. They have their cheat sheet of the strengths and weaknesses of players. They had um, kind of like a cheat sheet, kind of like a little homework sheet of how to stop certain players on the Knicks. Hmm. And, yeah, and who was on that tape? Who was on that paper that went around Twitter? It was had uh, to be RJ. El- Alfred Payton, of course. Alfred <laughs> 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 Payton, of course, was on there. Reggie Bullock what, was on the there. <laughs> huh? What? Stopping by giving him the ball. <laughs> 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 Definitely. Oh man. And RJ and RJ was on there as well. RJ was on there as well. And so, and it's and one of the things that was mentioned on that thing was stopping him even if he's going right, he's going back left. Oh. <laughs> oh. Even if he's going right, he's going back left. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So RJ, I hope I might post it on the IG. I might post it on the IG. I retweeted it on Twitter, but I might post it on RG on IT. But well, RJ, let me, ask, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something real quick. So have you? Have you? I have not noticed this. A guy that's really like favoring is usually a lefty favoring that left hand, right? Mm-hmm. You force him right. Usually he'll either pull up or pass. Have you got? Have RJ? I don't. I don't notice RJ doing that. Have you guys noticed him doing that? Like pulling up, yeah. So like, if a guy is a, is all one hand, so if he's going left all the time, and you mm-hmm. take away that left hand, he'll switch to his right and either pull up to shoot because he can't dribble, or mm-hmm. he's gonna pass it because he can't go off the dribble on his right side. That that's usually a guy that's favoring, that's over favoring one hand. So that yeah. you take away that left hand, he's he's gonna either pull it up. You know, do some sort of step back and try to get it off that way, or he's gonna pass the ball because he can't go to his right. I I have tended to see RJ 
if he's forced to go right, he'll go right. I was gonna I'm, say that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, haven't. Yeah. I haven't seen him pull up or pass. I've only seen him if you force him right. Absolutely, he goes right. Yeah, so I don't think it's a problem. If he goes right, he's just so strong going to his left that you can know he's going and he's still going to get there. But if you double him and make him go right, I I think he'll be just as dangerous. No, he he does push right, but the thing is that he still ends up going back to his left, even, even if it's at the rim. He's going to lay it up with his left. Like he, oh, I see you saying. Yeah, he really he really does lay it up with his right. So I mean. Yeah, like when he's at the rim, he has his premeditated moves. Is kind of what is what's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like no matter what he does, like he can go, he can drive left, but he's he can drive right, but don't expect him to finish right. So even if he drive right, if he starts off driving right, then still play for the left hand because he's going back left at some point. Yeah. But if you so force words, him like, and make him go to his right, he's still going to try to finish even on the right side of the rim with his left hand. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, if you force him right, he'll go right. But if he starts off left, if he's if he's initiating and he's going hard left, I mean, if he's going hard right. I mean, don't take it too seriously because he's not going to finish right. He's all he's always going to go back left. Don't take it as a guy's defending. You got to know it's like this is a, this is a bait and switch. I know he's going left. But I'm, I'm still going to stand right here. I'm still going to stand right here. And put my two hands up because this is exactly where he's gonna end up. And sometimes when you play, when you play ball, you play people that many times, you you know. Like I have my cousin. My cousin was way bigger than me. I, I played defense on him, and I know, I knew he did. He does like RJ. I know his spin move like the back of my hand. So he would drive <laughs> left, and if you don't know his game, you're like, uh oh, you're just gonna cover that left. But I always stood back to right because I knew he was coming <laughs> back at some point. <laughs> and he went right into you. And he went right into me. And I'm like five seven. He's six feet. And I and, and I end up blocking it. And be like, oh, it's like I just know his game. Like <laughs> that's that's just that's just. I like to see it because that would just cause RJ to get better. I'd like to see somebody force him to make him shoot his right. Make you gotta make him. You gotta yeah, exactly. Make, you gotta yeah, make, you him. make him. You get. But you, you see, him. that's why. Oh, well, you know, you were saying something, Jay. Nah, go ahead. Finish it. Finish it off. No, I'm just saying that this is why it's important for RJ to increase his handle back if he can, because like, for example, like people say about Chris Paul, people say Chris Paul always goes back to his right. Like, even if he goes left, he goes, he goes back to his right. But the thing with Chris Paul is that his bag is so deep that it don't matter. Right. Like yeah. he, like he, he right. goes back to his right and you can't stop him. Right. Right. So, right. so that's right. why, that's why it's important for RJ to increase that back. Cause if he can just, if he can increase his handle package, then it's not going to matter because even if he goes back left, it's like, you still can't stop him. So that's right. That's right. Nothing you could do about it anyway. So, yeah, absolutely. Got a super chat, Jay, uh, Jay Ellis. Yeah, I definitely peeped that. I'm getting to that super chat. All right. Shout out to to Fat Boy with Kicks who sends a five dollar super chat. Who says, "What's good, fellas? Knicks final roster spot. Let's bring back Pinson. The team loves him. Bring back the cheerleader. He we, he paid five. He paid five dollars to say bring back Pinson." We, we got to ask Milwaukee for him back because he, he's with Milwaukee right now. Yeah, so. I don't think we, we. I don't think they cut him. They didn't cut him, right? I don't. I don't believe so. I think he's still yeah. on the roster. Dude, yeah, he can't be whining for him. He's, he hopefully for for the good of his own career. Hopefully, he makes the roster. Yeah, hopefully, he makes the roster. And uh, I, I just, I guess, it's a good time to bring up the news that um that's not such big news to us because we kind of talked about the game, uh, <laughs> the 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 pod before, and that news is uh, Luca Vildoza. Shocker was waived. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> yeah, you 
Clutch your pearls, don't don't clutch your chest. I know this is this is out of nowhere, but he's he's been away from the Knicks and he will not be signed. We will not be picking up his three million dollar option, and that is how right now we have a in a roster spot open. Um, yeah, go back to Europe. Insurance policy been canceled. Go back to Europe. Go back to Europe, bro. Go back. I mean, I was. I mean, look, I've been saying it for when they signed him. I mean, he was hyping on this cat, man. I mean, because come on, he's twenty six years old. If he was all that, they'd have found him five years ago. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, and we, we kind of saw that coming, right? Summer league, yeah, he didn't right. really do his job, really. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't, even, he didn't he even start on his national team. Didn't, yes, didn't start on his national team. But it's not even less about starting when he played, you know. Like, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't hit. The, the highlight package is nice. I saw some nice passes off the dribble Ooh, during the game. Uh, oh, The ooze weren't there. So, I don't mm-hmm. like it. It is what it is at this point. Uh, I mean, aside from him being in the walking boot, to me, the nail in the coffin was when they when they invited when they invited old Dwayne Bacon to the camp. I was like, oh, this cat's finished now. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Wayne Bacon. Yeah, between the Wayne Bacon, uh, Miles McBride, I IQ. Yeah, yeah, Amir yeah. Sims, Sims, Wayne Selden, all of them, man. Yes, yeah, Selden. Yeah. Uh, we have a we have a plethora of guys here who, who's actually better suited to play guard. Even Absolutely. my even my man who 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 he drafted um in the off season. Uh, yo, why am I forgetting his name right now? Help me out, guys. He played well in the summer league too. Wait, we drafted. Because the only oh, you mean um the um the European dude, right? Joker Biden. Joker Biden. Even Joker Biden. Oh, Joker Biden's better than him from day one. Man. Yeah, Word. <laughs> for real. Joker Biden showed me some things where I'm just like, Joker Biden can play, man. Joker yeah. Biden, and like he's only Joker like Bidus. 20, 21. That kid could play, man. Yeah, I like Joker Biden, man. If, yeah. if, if we're talking about guards, I'm taking Joker Biden's hands down. He showed me something in some. Uh, ten times out of ten, get it? Shoot. Yeah, exactly. But I'm for if if Princeton if Pinson is available, I'm for bringing back Pinson. But I don't think he's available, guys. And no, he's not available. Pinson's on Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. I, and I personally, I don't think he wants the same role he had last year, which is probably right. why he left. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I, but I mean, his role, his role ain't gonna be better with Milwaukee either. Yeah, it might not be. Oh, yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> you know. Hopefully, the boy gets a contract, right? You want to see him continue his dream, right? Yeah, exactly. He might be like, "Listen, I get a championship run. Eh, let's go. I'm with it. I might as well <laughs> sit on the bench with a tr- with a ring." That's right. <laughs> trade that towel for a ring, baby. Exactly. Trade that towel for a ring. Amen. And playoff shares. Exactly. Exactly. Playoff cheers, shares. But shout out to Theo Pinson, man. Good luck to wherever you are, man. You were joy for the with for the Knicks. And um, man, if you can come back eventually, I'm with it. Everybody. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd like to bring back Theo. He's just part of the crew, man. He's part of he's, you know he's one of the fellas. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely, definitely a Theo Pinson fan. Salute to the chat, man. Salute to the chat. Uh, I mean, we shout you out real quick. Shout out to the chat, man. If you like the KOT show, please hit that like button, that subscribe button. Um, also, thank you for the super chats as well. The super chats help grow the channel, help uh, pay writers, help keep the lights on, and 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 you know, it just it just helps build this thing bigger, better, stronger, and help us try out new stuff. So, definitely love all y'all support. And appreciate everything you guys do for us. All right. Shout out to Fritz. Shout out to Anthony212. Shout out to Pudge NYC. <laughs> he said he's smoking that Luca pack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pudge. Shout out to Ron Cowish. Shout out to First Last. <laughs> I know that's right. 
Yeah, man. Ah, man. And shout out to Frank Sounds as well. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show, man. Also, too, if you want to chat with us, too, there's a Discord link that's pinned to the top of the chat if you want to chat. If you want to chat with us and talk about these Knicks and what you're excited about. So you can do that as well, all right? Um, Next up on the topics, the topics. Mitch. Let's talk about Mitch, man. Let's talk about Mitch, man. Mitch, Rob. Mitch Rob, I have, woo, Mitch, Mitch Rob, somebody very excited about to see. This is Mitch's contract year. He finished the year averaging eight, eight point three points a game, eight rebounds a game. Got bettered, got better defensively, even though his block percentage went down. Um, went down kind of with in a bang versus the Wizards. Had ten points, four rebounds, two steals at the half. <laughs> at the half and then never saw the court again uh, and then I guess the weird thing about Mitch is let me know guys how do you feel because when the playoffs started right correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong because my memory's a little bit fuzzy we talk about a lot about Knicks basketball and the chat you can chime in too as well was there rumors of Mitch returning during the playoffs only because he was out on the court shooting Okay. And so people took that to mean he was returning. Okay. But so, there was never any word from the Knicks that he was eminently returning. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so maybe that's where the confusion came in. Mm-hmm. Because, um, listen, this is Mitch's contract year, right? So we already know the dance. When, when it's a contract year, a player gets focused. Absolutely. Um, Mitch, I thought Mitch was going to be able to practice during the season. I didn't realize that he was still injured, kind of. You know, he, he hasn't really hit the court yet. Um, as a result, his body has transformed. He looks like the Incredible Hulk. Uh, he's asking people in press conferences to punch him in the chest. Like, he's as a whole nother. <laughs> he has, like, a whole nother persona. But um, does, does the layoff on the summer bother you? Because, you know, sometimes what happens is you get better in the summer. But he's going to have to kind of get to speed during the season. So do you does the layoff make you like wonder like how fast he can get back, get back, get back to Mitch, or is that just me? Uh, not at age not at age twenty three. Not at age twenty three. Okay. Not at age twenty three. No, that age. If he was twenty eight, you know, like when Shaq was like twenty two and twenty three, he could show up at camp, get in shape, and then play. And then he tried that after they won a championship, came in three hundred and fifty pounds, and he didn't hurt. <laughs> That's when they lost. You see, so I mean, so you know, when you when he's twenty three, I don't think it's going to be a problem right now. Okay, all right. You feel the same way, Ryan? Yeah, I don't really see it as an issue as well. You know, Mitch. I think as long as Mitch keeps himself in good shape, which just seems like he has, he's put on muscle mm-hmm. and it seems like he's in pretty good shape for what I've seen. Right. So right. I feel like once he's finally able to, you know, practice again, it won't take him long to get back up to speed. Now, if he was like, say for example, he was like eating his life away and overweight, then I'd be like, <laughs> then I probably kind of be like, okay, now, you know, now I'm kind of worried, but it seems like he's kept himself in shape. So I, I feel like once he's healthy again, it's not going to take him too long to really, you know, right. get back into the, you know, the um, run of things. That's the one thing I can say. They, he's definitely been in shape. 
They've mentioned that he hasn't been able to run, but he's been running in the pools. He's been doing everything he can outside of basketball to keep his body in, in, in tip-top shape. But, you know, it's, it's not the same thing as 5-on-5, five five, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to hear that he's taking, like, the rehab process seriously, the, the tape-watching process seriously, and even, like, the weightlifting seriously. Because even watching the tape, he said to himself, he was like, man, I, I wasn't into this weightlifting stuff. I wanted to shoot. <laughs> he was, he's like that's it i just wanted to hoop and shoot and now he's like and now he's just i feel like he just discovered gold or something man he's like he's like now that i'm lifting weights i like i kind of like it like i like, got muscle i got muscle he's like <laughs> like i like i, I really want to see him go against the Embiid's and the andre drummonds of the world to see how like the new bulk kind of uh Withstands, you know what I mean. Th- that's what I'm really, really curious to see. But um, well, speaking of Mitch, let's talk about the things he has to work on, though. Um, well, I you, re- you already know that offensively, I don't think he's gonna be growing his game offensively that much. They teased the shooting thing last season for all last season. Um, I I don't foresee that coming, but I do feel like defensively, though, there are things. He can, you know, he he's he's gotten better at. Um, he didn't foul out of a game last year. Exactly, exactly. He's got very much better. Yeah, he's gotten a, exactly. He's gotten a lot better. He's gotten a yeah. lot better when it comes to that. Um, even the stats, his his foul out rating. Hold on, let me let me pull that up real quick, guys. And the coach kind of mentioned that before too. Yeah, yeah. He played much better last year. He, I think he just has to be Mitch. He just got to get healthy. That's all we need. Just get healthy and be himself, and we'll be, we'll be fine this year. He's got to yeah. get some – it would be nice if he got a three-point shot, but at this point we just want to get that foot healthy and get him back on the floor. I mean, eventually he can work on that shot. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. But you know what's funny? I remember last year people were talking a lot about how um, – do you remember there was, there was kind of chatter that people – I felt like people weren't really appreciating Mitch last year. I don't think people I, really appreciate Mitch. <laughs> I, I feel like people were looking at his block numbers and felt like he was taking a step back and didn't realize what they were really seeing. Because he averaged about 2.4 blocks a game, but he was chasing blocks. At this point, you know, at this point, he was at uh, 1.5 blocks a game. Yeah, but he mm-hmm. he was like one of the best defensive people in the starting lineup behind Julius Randle. He had the, one of the highest defensive ratings in the starting lineup. Um, right. I mm-hmm. think at one point in the season, I think he was top nine in defensive win shares. Now I think he dropped down to thirty three at the end of the season, though. But I don't know if that had to do with health or whatever. But yeah, he only played thirty one games. He only yeah. played thirty one games. So maybe that's why the shares dropped down. But he had a, a huge defensive impact, and I feel like people. Sometimes have to not look at straight up blocks and steal numbers, even though that's a good indicator mm-hmm. of what you're doing. But that's not the the total picture. No, yeah, not at all. yeah. Like, okay, this is why people got you know blinded by Mitch's impact on the Knicks and saying that he kind of slipped through the numbers because people saw what Noel was doing last season when Noel was where Noel was getting all the block shots and impacted the Knicks defensively and then when Noah was in the starting lineup that's when the Knicks started to really win games because mm. Mitch went down early and then that's when the Knicks started going their winning streak etc so now people are looking at it and being like you know what 
Noel's probably playing better on defense than Mitch is because he's getting the blocks and this and that. But then when you look at it, like, even though the Knicks weren't really great when Mitch was in the middle, if you watch Mitch's impact, Mitch was altering a lot of shots in the paint, even though he wasn't blocking shots. He wasn't falling out as often. And he was more disciplined yeah. on the defensive end. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's like some I, I feel like that's why people were kind of overlooking Mitch. It was due to the it was due to Noel coming into the you know, coming in from getting all those blocks and then and then that coincided with the Knicks, you know, winning all these games and getting to the playoffs. But when you but anyone who actually watches the game could tell that when Mitch is on the court, he impacts the defense more than Noel does. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not only that, it's a the team was was growing and maturing during the course of the season. Yeah. He just didn't get the opportunity to do it because of his because of his injury and, and Nerlens did. But you give Mitch that opportunity for a season to grow and mature as a team goes, you're gonna see, you know, you're gonna see another level. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. It's more about the time. I see somebody saying the well deserves to start over Mitch. Um I'll say this. Maybe to start, maybe to start only because you know. You know what it is, man. He like best availability, best ability is availability. Noel has been here. He's been working out. He's been uh, injury free. He has the chemistry right now. Mitch has to kind of get up to speed a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But um, let's not forget last year, Mitch straight up beat Noel out for the starting job. Yes, he did. <laughs> and he'll do it again too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he'll do it again. And and I'll say this too: we were able to stay afloat last year with Noel. And you're absolutely right. We did well because everybody, everybody got better. Yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody started shooting better. Everybody started defending better. Julius Randle went into like Super Saiyan blue mode and started hitting shoots shots all over the place. Everybody got better. Um, but when it came down to um, playing Clint Capello and those boys four or five games in a row, you really missed the impact of Mitch, and we really it was it was felt more. It was mm-hmm. felt more. It was like, all right, we can really see the value right now. We can really mm-hmm. see that Mitch was able to slow down Trey Young and prevent the lob at the same time. That's and that's right. the value of Mitch yeah. and his long arms and his, and his defense. Like, it's, it's invaluable. Mm. That's right. That's right. But um, I'm going to just talk about a few things that Mitch has to work on in general anyway. Um, as you can see by the stats, the, the big jump he's made from um, the foul, foul percentage has been amazing. Went from bottom of the league, 18th percentile in foul, foul percentage to, you know, league average as a center at the 54th percentile in one season. Um, big, big, big jump. Kudos to Tom Thibodeau, Mitch, for, for that job of uh, just getting better on that guard. Um, the biggest thing that he has to work on is probably the defensive rebounds. Mitch, though, he's top in the NBA in box outs. <laughs> who knew <laughs> who knew so it was like these drills you already know how tom thibodeau is they they drill these fundamentals into these guys um so even though his defensive rebounding numbers might not be very high just the fact that he's boxing people out is probably helping julius randall's rebounding numbers <laughs> you know what I mean? right that's no that's true man kind of like what um who did that back in the day when KP was paired was paired with uh Robin Lopez back in the Robin day. Lopez, yeah, yeah, Lopez is helping him. Yeah. Robin Lopez was the guy who boxed people out all the time. KP would grab the boards and they'll be out to the races and KP's numbers start to look a little bit better just because he was next to Robin Lopez. It's the same thing 
with with Mitchell Robinson. So he definitely has to work on that. Um, and yeah, it would be nice to have, like I said, nice to have an offensive game, but I'm not sure how far that's going to go at this point. <laughs> right. No, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to see. I just feel like Mitch is the key to the Knicks getting the, you know, the highest level of success this season. So we could get him healthy. I've been saying 72 games, but I don't know how many games. If we could get him at least 65 games even, and he'll be in the playoffs, it'll be a different story. If he was in the playoffs last year, we'd have beat Atlanta, I think. I, I, yeah, I definitely would have made a bigger impact, yeah. I definitely think we'd have a, a way bigger chance of being Atlanta if mm-hmm. we had Mitch Robinson. The, the picking role defense would have been a lot better. I, I wonder, Julius Randle would still have to have gone out of his head. <laughs> that was the other part of that. Julius yeah. Randle still yeah. would have had to get out of his hand at some point. Um, it's going to be a lot easier this year with more weapons for him to get out of his head. He won't have to carry the offensive role. We're in that same situation again. So uh, we're, I, th- I think we're in a, a good spot if we face Atlanta again in the playoffs to actually, if healthy, really, really do something and, and make some noise. All right? And you know what? Let's transition to another New York guy. And shout out to the chat. OB Toppin, man. Obadiah. Obadiah. Uh, Mr. Dunk Contest himself, OB Toppin. Yo, I love OB's demeanor. I love his demeanor. He walks into the media, media day, all smiles. He he looks comfortable. He he has he has like a charm about him that you can just win over room in seconds. Yep. <laughs> seconds which is why like these conversations about ob i have is always like Ugh. but ob topping man let's just talk about summer league for once right um were you encouraged by ob topping summer league performance he finished pretty well he, he had he got 40 minutes around like 30 40 minutes a game for the first time ever he got to run wild and free uh i think he averaged what 21 21 points, 8.3 rebounds a game, 44% from the field, uh, 34% from three from Obi Toppin in the Summer League. Do you think there could be some carryover from Obi's performance in Summer League into the the NBA? Uh, You can go ahead, Raw. I think that all Obi needed was a point guard. And in the summer, he had the point guard. And that's why you saw him do what he did. Now, he had to do some growing himself, as you know, you know, develop his offensive game, develop some moves, develop his defensive game, all of that. But the talent is always there. So he's got this year in the starting lineup, with, you know, if he has, if it's Kemba, I mean, if it's Kemba or if it's D-Road or if it's Deuce, he's going to be running with a point guard. And when that's the case, you're going to see a different open. That's that's these one of those guys that actually needs a point guard to get him the ball in his spots. And so if you get that, if you get him that, you're gonna see a different open. Absolutely. Anything after that, Ryan? Um, I, I definitely was encouraged with what I saw in summer league because he showed, he showed that he had more of an aggressiveness to his game, getting baskets. You know, he he showed that he improved his three point shot which is definitely going to be a positive because with the way the Knicks play and the Knicks have Mitch and Noel. So OB, like if you look at Obi's game, Obi seems like he's more fit in that Dunker's role 
where, yeah. you know, he, he he can go off the pick and roll, drive, you know, roll to the basket, have a point guard, you know, toss it up to him and, and him finish out the basket. But then you have Mitch and Noel already there and you can't really have two of those guys crowding the paint. So that's going to force or that's going to force Obi to be on the perimeter more. And I feel like Obi has done, you know, he has improved to the point where he can take on that role because to be realistic about it, that's the only way Obi's going to get minutes. He's gonna have to try to be that stretch four, even 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 though that's not his game coming into the NBA. Unfortunately, on the Knicks, that's the only way he's gonna get playing time. And I feel like he has made steps to fit more into that role. And this upcoming season, hopefully, Thibs gives him more time. You know, rather than just the ten and twelve minutes he got last season, to actually develop his game more. With, but it's gonna to be tough finding minutes on this Knicks team because this Knicks team is stacked. So. Yeah, I think I think one. I mean, obviously Julius Randle is a big obstacle on Obi getting minutes, but also the trust factor too. Like I think the trust has the coach has to trust him. His minutes did go, kind of go up a, a tick from like ten minutes to thirteen minutes. Not a huge deal, but a, a tick. Uh, and Obi kind of talked about that during the the interviews. He said after the All Star break, he felt like the coach trusted him more. He felt like the teammates trusted him more. Um, and I think it showed in his game. And then I think in the playoffs, you really started to see um, what Obi can do and the type of role he can flourish in. And, and he hasn't – it's funny because he hasn't gotten to be the prototypical Amari Stoudemire light guy where he's going to be heavily involved in pick role and you just fully take a real – you know, take advantage of athleticism, but he found a way to kind of just use his athleticism anyway in that playoff spot in the playoffs and in summer league. And I'm I'm hoping that there's some carryover from the playoffs to the summer league to the off season work that he's been doing with quickly because they've been working out mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. day. That's what he said every day <laughs> since the summer. I hope there's some carryover there, you know, in, into the season. And yeah. as long as they the Knicks pay attention to what got him off i think they'll be fine you know what i mean it's just i mean in order for him to get minutes is very simple julius would have to take a slightly less minutes and that's going to be hard because tibbs wants to run julius so i don't know i don't know what he's going to do because you obi's a four he can't you know i don't see him playing obi at a small ball five he's definitely not going to play him at a three so he's got to play the four and so as as ryan said he's got to be able to play the four to, to get minutes but that depends on julius either coming off the bench a little, coming to the bench a little more, or you putting Julius at small ball five to keep him in the lineup. I don't know, but I, I want to see Obi get at least 20 minutes a game this year. I'd like I'm, to see him get 20 minutes a game. Yeah, absolutely. And if you, did you guys hear the, the Tom, he didn't really give that board of confidence that he was going to go straight up and play these two guys together. Like somebody straight up asked him, he was like, hey, Tom, you, how come you have not played OB and Julius Round together? Yeah. And he said it doesn't work. Exactly. He's like he he Tom Tom has a a cookie cutter. He ha, he has his he he the the players change, but the roles stay the same. Like mm-hmm. I want a defensive guy here. I I want a shot blocker here. I want a uh, right. a driving point guard here. You just change right. the name, but you, you, if you want to play on this team, you have to have a role. Which was why it was so hard for him to let go of Reggie Bullock and Evan Fournier, because you know that goes against his role of what in his brain or what usually works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm I don't know 
it'll be interesting to see if he's a little more a lot more flexible this season and is willing to experiment a little bit with Obi Toppin and Julius Randle playing maybe like three minutes together a game. <laughs> you know, just to see how we're it works. Gonna see, I, I think if you're going to see anything from the preseason, that's the thing to watch. Let's see how what what minutes does Obi get in the preseason and at what position. That's going to tell you a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, because man, there's some. There is some. If you looked at Obi's game in summer league, the way he runs and he's in constant motion, like it can complement Julius's game really nicely on the offensive end. It, and hopefully the Knicks pay attention. Like even the threes we're making, I I just noticed any time he was on the move and shooting, it seemed like his shot fell most of the time. Um, his second jump was something that you really didn't see. There's a lot to look at during that summer league that can be, be used, utilized during the season. It just needs to be tested. You know what I mean? Tested. Yeah. No, let me see what happens, man. Yeah. We'll definitely I mean, see. I, I, there's a lot of things I can see them. Like, I can see them putting OB and Julius together with three guards. Um, I can see them running OB, you know, um, with, Ju- with again, with Julius as a small ball five. It's just... I don't think Tom's going to do that. You know, so yeah. I, I'm just, so no. Obi's coming off the bench. Tom's going to run Julius. It's just a question of when does the second unit come in, and so he Obi's going to get his minutes tied to the second unit, and so basically his minutes will be tied with with uh, Alec Burks and 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 D Rose and IQ. He's going to be they're going to be all out there together. So how many minutes is your second unit going to run? You're going to see how many minutes Obi gets. Yeah, no, you're, you're yeah. right about that. You're right about. That I mean, and here's the thing too. Like you said it was yourself, Raw. He he usually gives rookies, um, these young players more minutes in their second year after he feels more comfortable. Yes, yes. Yeah. After, after he, they know his system. They know the steps he wants them to take. They know what he expects, and they're performing it. And and it appeared to me that both in the summer league and in his pressers, uh, you know, Obi got it. He he gets. He knows what he needs to do. He knows where he needs to be. And so, um. Yeah, he, he he doesn't trust any rookies. He does not <laughs> trust, trust rookies. <laughs> he trusts IQ, and IQ didn't even start. So, you know, <laughs> it, it's it's about you know once you're in his system and he knows that you know what he expects and you know what how to perform what he's expecting and he trusts you. Now he'll he'll put some more minutes on your on your name. Absolutely, which is why yeah. like the whole McBride thing really. And I know we're coming back on tomorrow. I know I don't know if you guys are available or not, but. I know we talked about it, but um, that's why this whole McBride thing is curious. Makes me very curious, very very curious because mm-hmm. I already know starting five is going to. Be, I already know what starting five is going to be. I know they're they're doing this. Oh, we we're going to find out. There's nothing set in stone. I know, I know, I know what they're saying, but everybody knows Kember, Fournier, RJ, <laughs> Randall, and. Mitch or Nerlens. Ner- Mitch or Nerlens, depending on health. Right. Yeah. <laughs> depending on health. Right. Second unit is going to be the same as last year. Derrick Rose. Um, Emmanuel Quick. Quickly. Uh, 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 my guy, OB. Alec Burks. OB. And Taz Gibson. Or Nerlens. Or Nerlens. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tom, Tom said as much. If Did you see his... Uh, is, is uh, interview after the practice yesterday? After the practice, yeah, I seen, yeah, I seen them. So he said they were asking about the second unit, and he basically named the guys you just named. <laughs> yeah, like 
they asked him about the second unit. And he said, you know, he'll be running whoever brings the ball up, whether it be Alex or whether it be IQ or whether you know he, he or whether it be you know Quick or. And then he said they'll be either playing with either Nerlens or Taj. And he named it Obi. He named all of the second unit. And we know it. it. Yeah. yeah, we know it. We, we already know the deal. <laughs> we already know the deal. Like we know we know McBride is McBride, but is McBride gonna get a shot? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's gonna to be tough to get. It's gonna to be tough gonna to get past Rose and Kemba. <laughs> I can see, I can see if Deuce is what I think he is on defense in terms of not only his physical ability but his IQ defensively, which I think is gonna be fantastic from his, from now. If he's what I think he is, and he, and IQ slips up on the defensive end, watch Deuce get some minutes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I've I've said that all I've said that all summer league. Yep, all preseason. Between Deuce and yeah, McBride and Grimes, but more so to McBride. Uh, Tom has his slots. I don't want a defensive guy here when it comes to locking down situational type of minutes. I can see McBride getting situational minutes to close yeah. out a half, to close down a quarter. Well, um, I mean, if they're playing badly, so like in other words, if if they're getting beat off at the point of attack from the top of the key from whoever. And IQ and D Rose are just getting beat. You're going to see McBride in the game, right? And I, and 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 because and, and, and Tom is not going to have that. He's just not going to. Have, you're going to see him call timeout. He's going to get in the ass, and he's going to look for somebody some improvement. And if he don't see it, you're going to see Deuce come in there. And if Deuce starts shutting brothers down, he's going to be playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That's that's his way. That's that's their ticket in here. Knowing yeah. that, knowing that R uh, R J Barrett. I feel like R.J. Barrett might be the – if R.J. Barrett really steps up on that defensive defensive end, it could slow down a little bit. It could slow down a little bit. But, you know, I can see instances where, you know, Evan Fournier is – you know, Evan Fournier, he's not a defensive guy. He's not a slouch, but, he, you know, he doesn't have, like, long arms. He's not super right. lateral. You know, he can be had. So right. the door can be ajar in certain situations. That's something to look out for for sure. Well, he gave us another glimpse uh, at that presser yesterday. He talked about the style of defense being a gang style and not a one-on-one style. So he's trying to make sure that they understand that you're going to see a lot of help defense. You're going to see a lot of scrambling defense. And he's got he's going to have schemes where it's going to be like it's not going to be one guy against one guy. It's going to be it's going to be a gang situation, a team defense situation. So if that's the case, that will help with that will help Fournier a lot. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, salute to the chat, man. Um, I think we talked about everybody we want to talk about. I see Fritz is in the caller room, so we're gonna have Fritz take. Oh, line. we we do have a super chat though. Oh, hold definitely. Hold on, we gotta do the super chats. Super chats. Ryan Carter. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan, with the sharp eye. All right. Gil Humphrey sends a five super chat. Shout out to you, Gil Humphrey. Shout out to you. Man. Hey, for real. Five dollar super chat. He just says thank you. We, 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 we should we should be telling him thank you. Thank you, Gil. <laughs> Your word. No, thank you, Gil, man. We appreciate you, man. We appreciate the super chats. Um, we appreciate the love, support. And you know what? If if you don't have money, super chats to help grow the channel that way, there's other ways to help grow the channel, and that is hitting that like button, hitting that subscribe button, and sharing, man. Because here here's the thing, guys. We're trying to grow this thing big, and the more you help, the more you help us. And, you know... 
the more the more listen the more sponsors we get the more views we get the more we're going to help add more bells and whistles to the channel and we're going to grow this thing as big as possible so thank you and thank you for the support people who support us for, from 2016 thank you uh people who, who just came on yesterday thank you i uh, appreciate all the support all over all right for sure and, and thank you to uh royal ryan g fritz ken mikey everybody who rocks with us kot crew all kot crew everybody who contributes to the kot kot crew thank you guys all right thank you yes sir all righty then now uh, let's see my guy fritz in the chat i see you fritz i'm about to bring you in sir Fritz, and if you want to talk, all you got to do is hit that Discord link at the top, and uh, you can talk to us. You can talk to us. Fritz, what's going on, Fritz? You are now live on the KOT show. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's going on, my guy? I'm doing all right. I hear all this Obi talk, and um, yeah, I, I was a little excited, but I, I'm, I'm trying to be realistic about this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think Obi's gonna get much minutes. I, I'm, I'm just, I think, I think Obi's best scenario is that he plays himself out of New York, and I, I hate to hate to be that one, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I think, I think he has the ability to play well and like increase his curiosity factor, like his curiosity factor. You know, there's players like Bol Bol, and they break him out in preseason. <laughs> you see, you see all these highlights, and then they shelve him for the season. And um, I think that's pretty much what they're gonna do with Obi. And when it's time to deal, um, that curiosity of Obi is gonna get them a return. I think that's his best scenario right now. And I, I really would like to see the kid play. But I just don't see a spot. Um, I, I can't say I disagree with you. You've been saying the same. Yeah. Thing. You've been saying the same thing all last season. To be honest, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes truth hurts, man. Because 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 I think Obi is a starter. You know, playing on the bench. So yeah, uh, I mean, and that it's not like you know he would get traded because he stinks, or he would get traded because the Knicks are giving up on him. He's too good. He's too good. And he's, he's, he's too good. And, 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 and that would cause his reps to say, you know, our guy needs more minutes. And they know they're not going to get in front of in front of um Julius. So, you know, I don't know. But I give you this though. I tell you that and tell me I, I want to hear what um I want to hear what Luke what, what the Alcindo has to think about this because he, he appears to me to be a guy at this stage anyway that would be content coming off the bench, even if understand the situation that he would not complain, even though he's costing him money that he might just be content because he loves the Knicks. What, what do you think? I, I, I think he's going to roll with it. I think the, the Knicks, the Knicks have really invested a lot in him. Like, like he's, he's a Brooklyn kid yeah. playing for New York. That's, that's right. a slap in the face to Brooklyn. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they are not going to give that up. And um, man, they treated him well. Like they treated him well. And also, the one thing about you see his personality is that he loves comfort. Like he, he, he is a guy who's thrive when he's comfortable. 
Like high yeah. school, he didn't play well until he was comfortable. College, he didn't play well until he was comfortable. NBA Knicks are trying to make him comfortable. Like, you know, like he he's he's a he's a star even though he's not a star. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna like it here, but I think other teams are gonna just look at his play and be like. Hey, if we gave him thirty minutes, what can this kid do in thirty minutes when he's doing this on the Knicks in ten minutes? Yeah, and I agree with you. I, I think that curiosity factor is the one thing. Is you know, I think the Knicks know. Hey, we don't have to give him thirty minutes for him to be worth something. We got to just give them flashes to keep them, you know, interested. The Knicks had this situation a long time ago. Some of y'all remember where um, first it was with, now I'm going to date myself, but there was a guy named Kazzy Russell and there was another guy named Walt Bellamy. They played with Willis Reed and Walt Frazier. Mm. And then when they got, when the Knicks got um, Earl Monroe, Kazzy, you know, he ended up starting on another team. And so did Walt. He ended up starting with the Atlanta Hawks and playing a long career there. And, and then later it was Cartwright with Ewing. And they had to, they couldn't play them together and they ended up having to deal Cartwright. So this has come up before, um, and I and I can see it happening again. I, I would hate to lose Obi Toppin, and and as long as he doesn't say anything, like Obi's reps don't say anything about not starting, I'm not gonna, you know, let's keep him. But I can understand if he started around his fourth season when it's time for him to re up, you know, looking looking for more money and, and looking for a starting role on some team. I, I would not be surprised if that happened. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I wouldn't be either, man. I wouldn't be either, man. Like there was a there was a question that went around Twitter that was asking, besides Randall or something, who do you feel like might be the most talented person on the team? Um, and I was like, okay, RJ's. Yeah, I feel like RJ can be somebody. Well, I feel like, oh, who has the highest ceiling? I think that was the question. Who has the highest ceiling? And I was like, I think Obi might be. <laughs> I think it might be Obi. Yeah, Obi is Obi is fast. I mean, he's like guard fast, and yeah. like, and that's like that's a that's like a skill in itself. Like the the speed at where he plays the game, um, is amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah, man, he, his value is going to, is going to go up exponentially at some point, man. It is, and I wouldn't be surprised. Huh? I'm sorry, Ajay. Go ahead, man. Now, I, and I wouldn't be surprised. Like the way we, the way our team is set up, and the way these free agent rumors be going around, I would not be, I would not be surprised if he's in some kind of package sometime this season, trade deadline, next season. Right. I, and and not that I, I don't like, I love Obi, but I'm just saying, I can see him being traded, and I can see him like coming back two years later, and like. Flying all around the place and us crying like, oh, I wish he was, you know, I wish he was still with us. But us still being good, you know, us still being a really good team, but kind of just <laughs> kind of like, man, he was with us. Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Yeah. Do y'all think Obi is as good as Aaron Gordon? Well, not at the moment, but he has the potential to be here. He has the potential. Minimum. I, think I feel like minimum. I think, as, I think he's as good as Gordon is a right year now. or two. I think he's as good as Gordon is right. He's not getting the minutes Gordon was getting. Yeah. But but he's I think he's as good as Gordon is right now. And Gordon just got how much money? Right. 
You're okay. like 90 mil, I believe? Yeah, okay. So so if I'm Obi's representative, I'm watching that. And I'm like, okay, yeah. my guy is as good as this guy. My guy has got to get he's got to get in a position to get this kind of money. I think his floor yeah. is Aaron. I feel like that's his floor. Yep. I feel like his floor is Aaron Gordon. And then I mean, to me, he's just as good as Aaron Gordon. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's his floor. And then depending on like how he works and whether he figures things out, and he's a worker. Like, I don't know what Aaron Gordon's work ethic is like, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Obi's been in the gym every day since summer. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to be, I think his career is going to be fine, absolutely. And Gordon is in yeah. his ninth season, right? Gordon is in his ninth season. He's 26 years old. Obi is 23. Um, you know, he's in his second season. So, like you said, give him another season or two. Like, by the time his rookie deal is up. He's he's to me he's gonna be better to me right now. I think he's just as good as Aaron Gordon, but I think he's gonna be better because Aaron Gordon has had nine seasons to develop and he's and he's okay and he just got 90 million dollars, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I, if I'm Obi, you know, hey, I'm looking at that man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking at that too. And plus, too, we, we, we just have a better staff, man. Like, we have a better development staff who's gonna give you habits and the right way to play from day one. He Aaron Gordon was stuck in a bad place from jump. <laughs> like he didn't have a, it wasn't exactly stable over there. So yeah, right. <laughs> right. Ob's in a way way better place to to to. I mean to flourish at least. That's right. The, at his base anyway. If he has playing time, then sky's the limit. But, that's right. Uh, yo, thank yeah. you. Yo, thank you. Oh, no problem. All right. Uh, shout out to the chat and uh, talk to y'all later. All right. All right. Salute all to right. my guys. The master behind the glasser. Yeah, to my guy, as my right my right hand guy Fritz over there helps me out a little bit of everything, man. Shout out to you. Alright. Um, yo, that's our show, man. I guess let me salute to the chat. It seems like everybody shout out today is fine. We getting back into the swing of things. Um, I'm gonna just salute to the chat and we can call it a night. Y'all can get back to y'all to, to the game since the day. Get ready for it tomorrow. But shout out to Still Dre, Sherwin M, Anthony Twelve. I always got Sherwin. I always you yeah, know Sherwin is yo, Sherwin is going in on Obi right now though. <laughs> He's trashing him, yo. Uh Damn. You know what's funny? Sherwin has like one of the strongest opinions in the chat. I know, man. but I I, I I appreciate it though. Because you you can say Sherwin. whatever you want about Sherwin, but Sherwin was here when the show started. And he's still here after that. Sherwin's like strong black coffee, man. Straight yeah, word. <laughs> so talk, yo, I, I, I could disagree all day, but talk your stuff, Sherwin. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Anthony212, Pudge, AYCE, who also has been here all day. And shout out to the Super Chats, Reggie, Reggie McDowell. Sends two final Super Chats, so thank you for supporting the channel. Wow, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, one he just sends just cause he's just like your whole act, do what you do. But this yeah. says another one that says, "Think small ball lineup will work against certain teams." Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. There's certain teams will work against. Um, there's certain teams when they're so big that, um, you're just not sure if, if they're if they're NBA big. Where when I say NBA big, meaning like they're big and agile because these new freak <laughs> players are kind of like a hybrid of both. <laughs> right. <laughs> where, where they're like big and switchable. Yeah, and then yeah. You're, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're in trouble a little bit, but certain lineups definitely we can we can roll out a a um a ob an ob with um Randall line for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, shout out to the guys. Shout out to Boost Mobile. Love your name. First last, shout out to you. First last, and you seen them out. Quiet money. 
Naruto Goku. I'm an anime head, so I just like that fact that you watching Naruto and <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Uh, shout out to everybody who's rocking with the KOT show. All right. Um, that's our show, man. You can find us on a duffel different places. You can find us on Twitter at the KOT show. You can uh, get our merch at thenickatimeshow.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, Facebook at the Nick of Time Show and Instagram at the Nick of Time Show as well. Um, yes, Raw, where can they find you, sir? Raw Hebrew Remnant on YouTube. Raw Hebrew Remnant Repit on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Raw Hebrew Remnant on Twitter. And you know what? Have y'all heard of Rumble? I got Raw Hebrew Remnant on Rumble too. Okay. okay, Rumble. I'm not on Rumble. Rumble. He's Rumble. on Rumble. Yeah, I'm not even thing. on. Rumble's a new thing. I'm putting it as a backup just in case you two start tripping. So I got Rumble on the back burner. Okay, you got to diversify. Rumble.com. Rumble, yeah. Got to diversify your content in this content game. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to yeah. diversify. Yeah. So hit that Rumble up. I'm going to have to check that out. Check out Rumble to see what he's talking about over there. All right? Word. All right, where can they find you, Ryan? You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. Alright. That is our show. I don't know if you guys are available tomorrow. Cause I, I renew like the back to backs might be weird for you guys. But you know, let me know. If you know if you're not, it's fine. I can find somebody else. I'm, I'm good to go tomorrow. I'm good to go Monday. I'm all right, cool. Straight. Ryan G is good to go. I may not be. I'm, I got work to do, but I'm, I mean I may not. Alright, cool. All right. I will let you know during the course of the day. All right, cool. All right, let, so let us know tomorrow. I want, I want, to, I want to talk. I want to finish it off. I want to talk about McBride. Um, I want to talk about Derek Rose. I want to talk about a little bit of Taj and, and, and just kind of like season expectations as a whole. Like, you know. So that is our show. Definitely watch out for our show tomorrow and tune in. Um, appreciate support, you guys. If you like the show, like, subscribe, and share this channel. We are out of here. Peace. New York, New York, big city of dreams.